Hey everyone, my name is Nancy Monahan and I lead the global strategic events team at MongoDB. Welcome to the MongoDB podcast. Today we're going to talk about MongoDB events, specifically the MongoDB.local event that's coming up, and we'll spend some time chatting about other ways MongoDB shows up in the tech event space around the world. Hey there, welcome to the MongoDB podcast. My name is Michael Lin, developer advocate at MongoDB and host for your episode today. Here we are, it's November of 2021 and the pandemic continues to impact the way we're all working, doing business and connecting with other people. One powerful way that technologists from all industries have connected is through attendance at tech conferences. I'm no different. I find attending a good tech conference to be a valuable part of my continuing education. Whether it's a large-scale conference like CES or AWS reInvent, or language-aligned conferences like GopherCon, PyCon, or even Anything Goes conferences like BarCon, which I've attended several times and I absolutely love, I take the time to attend these conferences because it's an opportunity to gain valuable experience, valuable perspective, learn how technologists wrangling with the same problems I am solve them. Today we're focusing on tech events, MongoDB events specifically, and to help guide the discussion about the changing landscape of tech events throughout the pandemic, I've invited two of my highly esteemed colleagues from MongoDB's amazing events team, Nancy Monahan and Dorothy McClelland. If you're a technologist interested in the new and exciting ways we at MongoDB are approaching conferences in this age, or if you're considering changes to the way you run and host conferences, this episode is for you. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast, Nancy and Dorothy. It's so great to have you on the show. Thanks, Mike. We're pumped. Yeah, thanks for having us. You're so welcome. So, Nancy, let's start with you. I wonder if you wouldn't take a moment and introduce yourself to the audience. Let them know who you are and what you do. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Mike. Um, So I'm Nancy Monahan, and I've been working at MongoDB for four years and change. I started here as a field marketing specialist. And now I lead the global strategic events team, small team of, what are there, five of us door, six, and I'm based in Austin, Texas. Oh, fantastic. Well, once again, welcome to the show. And Dorothy, uh, tell the folks who you are. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Dorothy McClelland, and I am a lead on the strategic events team. Uh, And I've been at MongoDB for a little over six years. I started as a community events coordinator out of our Palo Alto office uh, and then eventually changed roles a few times and relocated to our London office a few years ago uh, and where I currently oversee some of our third-party strategic events on Nancy's team. Oh, terrific. Uh, Well, welcome to the show, both of you. And I'm excited to talk to you primarily because, well, I love tech events. I happen to have the the pleasure of attending many different tech events, both from a a speaker perspective as well as an attendee. And uh, I'm always fascinated at how these events come together. It's I've tried to put a, a couple of community events together myself and man, oh man, it is, it is so challenging. So I'd like to talk a little bit about your personal experience first, and then let's get into uh, some of the exciting things that we have on the docket coming up in terms of events. So um, Nancy, how did you get involved in event marketing? Ooh, I'm thinking way back. Uh, I have been in the events 
ecosystem ever since my very first job during college and um, just quickly decided that this was the world for me and kind of ran all over the, the gamut, if you will. I was in entertainment and sports marketing for a while doing events for uh, some firms out on the West Coast. And then after coming to Austin, I actually spent a couple of years in the rodeo world doing special events and large scale kind of entertainment marketing deals for them. Uh, and then I found myself in an ad tech firm and really enjoyed kind of the the, the different audience that I got to address and the different I guess, kind of, kind of marketing landscape in in the more of the technical side or, or technology, I should say, side of things. And then I found myself at MongoDB. And uh, again, yeah, I've been here for four plus and, and here I am. Yeah. And, and enjoying it. Very much so. Yes, sir. Yeah. MongoDB, MongoDB is a special place for sure. So a natural progression then from rodeos to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah. da- database platform event marketing. An organic segue, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. And Dorothy, how about you? How did you get involved in, in event marketing? I know you, you mentioned uh, you did some community stuff at first, but um, how did you get involved in event marketing? Yeah. Um, similar to Nancy, I also had a bit of a surprising path maybe to uh, MongoDB. My first career was in the art world. I worked in art education for a contemporary art museum for a number of years and thought I really wanted full career in uh, museums and museum education. And uh, my last role in the art world was for like a small gallery space. And to help get money and keep the lights on, I started building out a event rental service. Mm. So we'd rent the space out for like weddings and after hours events. And it really gave me my first taste of how fun it could be to work in the event space. And when they uh, closed the gallery space, because we could not afford to keep the lights on, I uh, used that as an opportunity to kind of parlay some of that experience into a community events role at MongoDB, which was a really great training ground for a professional events career. And then I really just grown over the years at MongoDB in the events marketing space. Mm, Fantastic. Well, you know, at MongoDB, we do so much in terms of events. Um, We have some really premier large-scale events. And um, I'm wondering, maybe, Nancy, talk about the the larger events that we run every year. Yeah, happy to. So at MongoDB, we have kind of two different marquee programs, the first of which is our annual user conference. So historically, it's been two or three days. More recent years, it's been virtual because of COVID. But before 2020, it took place usually in New York City over three days. And we'd have thousands of developers join. Our engineering team would come, uh, keynotes, multiple tracks of sessions over those couple of days, a lot of cool stuff going on dozens of sponsors, two, four sponsor hall parties, networking receptions, the whole, the whole shebang. And uh, we obviously had to, to pivot to virtual the last two years. So the MongoDB.live event has been the virtual sister, I guess you could say, of our MongoDB world marquee user conference. And then, yeah, and then throughout the rest of the year, so that's a you know, three-day point in time, May, June, July typically is when we, we like to try to host World. But then we also do a, a global roadshow series. So those are our one-day user conference developer education events that we take around the world. And in the 2018-2019 season, my teeny team did 17 of the dot local conferences 
uh, teeny yurt team than we are right now. So, you know, our, our, our biggest dot locals have been in Bangalore and Shanghai, London, which is where we're coming up here next week. that I'm excited to talk more about San Francisco, Toronto, like literally all over the world. So those are our, our two key, I guess, marquee or, or table stakes strategic event series. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're, if we're tracking, it's, it started as MongoDB World. That was our marquee. And that turned into Dot .live. Kind of. It's less of like an evolution so much mm. as a, as a, I think MongoDB World was here first. And Dory, you've been here longer than I have. MongoDB World was here first. And then the dot .local program continued to develop from what I think, Dor, was the MongoDB community or MongoDB evening series. But that was your, that was more your, your time before mine. Yeah. We used to have MongoDB days that were like day long. They were sort of the predecessor to dot .locals where it was a day long conference in a specific city. Um, and we bring out technical experts and customers. And so those were like full day conferences. And then the evenings program that I ran was a very small two hours, um, usually in cities that we didn't have a MongoDB days running in. Um, and that was very like community focused and just order a bunch of pizzas and get some sodas and beers and a chance for the community to come together. Um, and Mike, that might've been the first time I met you was at a MongoDB evenings. Now that I think about it. I think um, so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think days was a predecessor to dot locals and it was so popular with our community and users that it was something that, um, kind of went into hiatus for a while. And then Nancy's really managed to bring it back. Uh, in mm-hmm. some really exciting and innovative ways. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to talk about dot local, which is right around the corner. Um, but before we do that, I, I want to touch on COVID. I, I think it's—I mean, obviously, it's—it's it's impacted the world in so many different ways. And um, you know, to to run an event is difficult. To run an event during a pandemic, I mean, it, it, I can't even imagine the scale of difficulty. But Nancy, maybe talk a little bit about how you had to pivot and what are some of the challenges you had to deal with. The pivot was a spicy one because it was just a handful of weeks before our MongoDB World event was supposed to go live. So we were fortunate to be given the opportunity, you know, like by MongoDB leadership to still push on and and try, try to do something virtually. I know that that's not really, that hasn't necessarily been the case for a lot of um, our, our, our peers in the tech space or in the events industry. So it was really cool that they gave us the opportunity to do something completely different, net new, and push into this whole virtual event situation. But it took a lot of fast learning, a lot of quick demo calls and discovery calls with the what we're all now very intimately familiar with being the almost like hundreds of virtual event softwares out there. But we, we just had to you know, turn on a dime, learn a brand new tool, really learn a brand new methodology of presenting content. But luckily, uh, my team is super dedicated and super smart. And we work with our event content team on the DevRel team as well here at MongoDB. And they were able to to quickly adapt and overcome. Uh, and what was, I guess, a successful enough MongoDB.live event. So like I said, world became .live in the whole virtual atmosphere that went off nicely, I would say. It was two days. We had multiple tracks. We had a keynote. We had to pre-record everything and do some you know, live content as well. And then that became later on in the back half of 2020, the Dot Life series, which we think of more akin to the Dot Local Roadshow series, just its virtual component. So we had a, a, a dang full agenda or a dang full tour schedule, I guess you could say, of virtual events 
for all of 2020. And then, as you know, Mike had Dot Live 2021 in July, and now we're looking ahead to hybrid events moving forward. One of the things that I thought was really amazing about the first Dot Live was the mix of, of live and pre-recorded. It really came off like a like a live event, even though I, I think most, if not all, of the, the sessions were pre-recorded. Is that is that correct? The majority were. You're totally right. I think we we did the whole risk reward analysis thing and decided as a team that in our first foray into large scale virtual events with a brand new vendor, our tech partner, our technology production partner had to kind of look at everything through a brand new prism or perspective. So we we decided to go with with the pre-recorded content for the meat and potatoes of our breakout sessions and our keynote. And it afforded us the opportunity to just really up-level the production. And I think in the end, delivered a much better user experience to our audience, so much so that we uh, continued with that I guess, method for this last dot live and did a lot of the sessions pre-recorded. And then we maintained the live element through live Q&A with our speakers. So our attendees were still able to have that interaction that, you know, is, is paramount at a live event. I mean, being able to talk to the speakers in the hallway, kind of have those extended Q&As. So we definitely made sure to bring that to the party when we when we brought our virtual events up. But yeah, found a healthy mix. You know, congratulations first on uh, a job really well done. The dot live, the first dot live was phenomenal from a presenter perspective, and I know that um, so many people enjoyed attending. Um, so congratulations on that. And I, I want to turn it a bit and ask for some advice. You know, there's folks that are listening that are involved in presenting and and putting together events in the tech space. What advice might you have, Dorothy, for for folks that are that are doing kind of the similar thing in this new world? First off, uh, good luck. Embrace the chaos. I think one of my main takeaways from especially 2020 was to not be afraid to experiment and get a little kooky, get a little crazy with what you're trying. Because at this point, everyone's sort of seen seen a lot of different opportunities for virtual programming and virtual events. And they're looking for something different. They're not looking for every event to be exactly the same. So for instance, the first thing that comes to mind for me is during AWS reInvent 2020, which was last year, uh, it was fully virtual and um, MongoDB decided to do a sort of after party, which we always try to do in person at the event, but wanted to give an opportunity in the virtual world and created a really kind of offbeat, unexpected event for anybody to access, whether you were a conference attendee or not. And it was called MongoDB Late Night, and it was inspired by late night TV, like surfing, channel surfing. And you could get everything from fortune teller session on demand through the event platform, or there was a a mixer, uh, like a mixologist creating cocktails with items that you might just have lying around your kitchen. And uh, there was a home shopping network inspired component where you could dial in on an actual telephone and call a number and try and be one of the first like 150 winners to snag these really limited edition, incredible sort of swag giveaways, things like that, that were just like really kind of unexpected, a little nostalgic, but very much did not fit the mold of a virtual event or a virtual program and giving people sort of an opportunity to engage with one another through the chat platform or engage with like our fortune teller kind of a thing um, or the Bob Ross 
person who was teaching everyone how to paint, just giving people an opportunity to, to try something different felt it felt right for that for that event and for that time that everyone was going through. And it was just fun for us to put on is another big piece is like plan programming that you want to attend. And that will often help bring your audience out. And then you'll really know that it's, uh, you know, meeting a need and meeting a demand that's out there in the market. Fully embracing the opportunity and knowing that you've got folks that are going to be around the world. So that's fantastic. And um, Nancy, did you have anything to add? Yeah, I think I totally agree with everything Dora said. I think like pushing into the zany and like not being afraid to break the fourth wall and just kind of like have a good time doing it. You're not trying to fool anybody that, you know, this event is, you know, not, not live or not virtual. You know, we we're coming live to you now. I mean, people are, are, you know, to Dorothy's point, like so used now to different virtual events, like do your best and have fun and think outside the box. I think my only other big piece of advice would be, invest in good production partners specifically if or if you haven't thought about and now you should think about repurposing the content that you're either streaming live or pre-recording like that content capture piece because that that can be upcycled throughout the year uh sessions or even like the ama the ask me anything panels but invest in a good production partner who can really up level the production value and the the you know, production level of your content, because like Dor said, people are going to so many of these virtual events now and will continue to now that things are you know, getting back in person. And I think what makes us stand out and what will continue to make others raise the bar and stand out is, is that production value. So find a good partner. Great advice. And so that has me thinking about the costs associated with delivering an event. How have the costs shifted? Have they increased dramatically because of the, the, the challenges and the production value? We were, and by we, I mean, I think leadership was surprised that virtual events aren't dang near free. I think it's, you know, no mystery that to my point just now, doing a good job and delivering a highly produced experience does cost cash money. And I think what, what you save around, obviously, is T&E expenses. You're not flying all your speakers in or you're not needing to physically staff with, you know, your teams coming from around the country or around the world. But, you know, make no mistake, these definitely still are decent sized, if not hefty enough investments if, you, if you're committed to delivering a, a high quality product. But again, you, you obviously incur those savings by having everybody just join from the comfort of their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting question. Mm-hmm. That was a learning, no doubt. We're recording this on the week before Dot Local London, and I'm wondering. Let's let's talk about the content there and and how the lessons you've learned from previous events are going to come to fruition at this amazing event. Nancy, you want to talk a little bit about what's going to happen at Dot Local London next week? Totally. So this is our first step into the truly world class hybrid event mode of event delivery. So we'll be live streaming. So these will actually all be live sessions that our virtual audience who can join from anywhere around the world would be experiencing. And it's a full day technical developer education event. And we'll have a keynote to kick the day off. And again, it'll be totally live streamed. That will then break out into three different session rooms. We've got three different tracks that feature anything from beginner level jumpstart content to Sessions led by some of our awesome customers. We have Boots, Vodafone, NatWest, and DWP Digital taking our hybrid stages and telling their 
really cool stories about what they're doing right now or what they've been doing with MongoDB over the past couple of years. Something that we learned from the last two .live events is that people are super, super into our deep dive, long format tutorials. Those ended up being the being rated as having the highest value in our attendee surveys that we send out at the end of every event. Attendees want more of them. So we'll have a dedicated track, a dedicated room all day with the longer format kind of hands-on um, learn by doing style sessions. Something that we're pumped about is well, actually two things, Mike. First, you're going to be there. We have a really <laughs> cool podcast cube that we're setting up for you. And I know you've got some customers that you're getting lined up to do quick interviews with that we're really pumped and all kinds of other fun stuff planned for the podcast cube. And we're also doing a community cafe stage on our expo hall floor. So we've been working with a couple folks from the DevRel community team, and they've been curating some really rad extracurricular kind of um, that hallway track, again, content for the community cafe stage, which will also be streaming live. So folks can tune in and see what that that's turning out to look like. It's a, a new activation. We're pumped on it. Yeah. And that sounds phenomenal. And I hear there's going to be an amazing keynote speaker at the community cafe. <gasps> Wait, is this a surprise to me? Are you keynoting? I am. <laughs> Which session are you delivering? Tell me more about that. No, just the, just that. the just the opening. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Before the keynote, getting everybody amped and pumped to join the keynote. Yeah, heck yeah. Right. Yes. Fantastic. So, I mean, it sounds like an amazing event, and uh, I'm certainly excited to be there. I want to take a, a quick minute and give folks a link if you're interested in this event. MongoDB.localLondon is coming to London, obviously on November 9th. And if you want to get more information, you can visit mongodb.link slash London local. There's going to be a registration form there. And as Nancy mentioned, it's a hybrid event. You can attend it in person if you're going to be in London. It's probably the best way to consume the, the amazing content. But if you're not, you can attend virtually. You can attend from the comfort of your couch if you like. Uh, and then uh, we're going to be recording this for attendance after the fact. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So everything that is live streaming is also going to be recorded and registrants will have access to that content for 30 days after the event concludes. So if you miss a session, never fear, you'll be able to access that at will for the month after the event. I'm going to be recording some podcast interviews while I'm at the event. We're going to have a little booth set up and I've got a number of folks already lined up to be uh, to participate in interviews and talk about all the amazing things they're doing with MongoDB, the MongoDB platform. Uh, but if you are listening to this and you're going to be at the show and you want to have a chat, maybe you're building something amazing and want to tell the world about it, you can find me on Twitter. You can hit me up at MLin uh, or reach out to at MongoDB and uh, let me know. I'd love to have a chat with you. We've learned a lot. We've learned about the MongoDB events team. We've learned about all of the various events that we put on. I don't think we really touched too much on um, the external events that we do. Dorothy, um, what are some of the major events that MongoDB shows up at? We try and show up at a lot of the major tech conferences around the world, but obviously there are so many that um, you know we're a small team, and so we can only kind of scratch the surface. But one of the largest events that MongoDB shows up at annually is AWS reInvent, which I know I mentioned earlier. Um, and we are very excited to be participating in 2021 and that the event is going to be back in person in Las Vegas. And we are looking forward to participating not only in the in-person component in Vegas, but then also in the 
virtual component that is going to be available uh, the week of the conference, but then also the week following the conference when even more content will be dropping in the virtual platform. So uh, interested to see how Amazon AWS creates a hybrid event uh, for for their users and community. Mm-hmm. And I'll be at that event as well. We've got some amazing demos lined up. If you're interested in seeing how the MongoDB platform comes together, we've got a number of really amazing demonstrations and, and fully functional software. Uh, the source code will be available that you can download and, and play with on your own and actually use as the basis for a project if you like. So uh, look forward to seeing you at AWS reInvent. Uh, check out the MongoDB booth for sure. Definitely. We're going to have some really cool swag too, which I feel like something that in this virtual, in the virtual world, everyone's kind of been missing swag. So it'll be fun to be back in Vegas and seeing, seeing what everyone else is doing. And we also have some after hours events. Like we're going to have uh, some restaurant receptions on Tuesday night and Wednesday night um, and, and multiple breakout sessions throughout the week. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of different ways to connect with MongoDB and engage with the team. So hope to see you guys there. Well, it's been a great chat. Nancy, Dorothy, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we wrap up? I mean, get excited for MongoDB World 2022. That's just been announced and registration goes live officially on the same day of Dot Local London. So that will also be a hybrid event streaming live from the in-person experience at the Javits Center expansion, actually. I'm so used to saying at the New York Hilton Midtown, but no, no. MongoDB World will be at the new expansion of the Javits Center. And it's just, it's a gorgeous venue. We're so excited. And that will be June 7th, 8th, and 9th of 2022. So keep eyes out for the launch of World. And I think podcasts are like my new favorite thing to do, Mike. So if you ever, you know, (laughs) need a celebrity shot or something, I'm here for you. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks to Nancy and Dorothy for stopping by, helping us understand all about tech events throughout the pandemic and MongoDB events specifically. If you want to learn more about mongodb.local, which is happening Tuesday, November 9th at Evolution London, you can visit mongodb.link slash London local. This is a hybrid event going to take place on site at Evolution London. It's also going to be available for you at home. If you want to connect remotely, you can do that. It'll also be recorded. Visit mongodb.link slash London local to get more information and to register today. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.